Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. I can't even believe that I am recording this episode right now and that this episode is titled, you know, something to the effect of the Packers are hosting the 2025 NFL Draft. It seems so surreal. It seems so incredible, so amazing. This is a huge deal for the NFL, for Green Bay, the city of Green Bay, the Packers organization, everyone involved in the process. I can't even begin to say like just how huge and enormous that this is, this decision is for the city of Green Bay and the Packers to get to host the 2025 NFL Draft, really the second biggest NFL event of the season, not named the Super Bowl. That's how big this thing has become. And Green Bay has the rights to host it in 2025. As a kid, and I've posted this picture on Twitter on numerous occasions, but as a nine-year-old kid in the basement of my house in Green Bay who had a draft board set up and was charting every single pick and had uh, basically like a draft center like built in my basement to now see this city get to host an NFL draft is one of the coolest things I could ever be talking about on a episode of the Pack-A-Day podcast. So I think you can probably tell by my smile. And I know it's a couple days delayed. I know it happened. Unfortunately, I was on uh, my way home from Italy at the time when the news broke and I wanted to cover OTAs yesterday. But uh, today I get to talk about it. I could not be more excited about it. And I want to start off really by talking about Mark Murphy and his legacy because as you know, he has a 2025 deadline as to when he has to retire uh, in his position with the Packers. And this will go down as a massive legacy building moment for him in his career that not only that, you know, under his watch, the entire, you know, Titletown district went up, but that that was a huge, you know, sort of, you know, impetus and, and, you know, precursor to the Packers 
you know, even being in the discussion for an NFL draft and then years of, you know, applying for the draft, unfortunately getting denied or declined. It felt like, you know, for sure they were going to get it in 2024 and somehow the Lions won that. And then the 2025 one comes along and lo and behold, the Packers are finally selected and chosen to host the NFL draft. This is something that Mark Murphy and his team and the Packers organization have been working on for an incredibly long time. And I get there is a level of, you know, sort of goofiness to Mark Murphy, and there is a level of times where major things are going on, like an Aaron Rodgers offseason, where you're almost hoping that, you know, Mark just doesn't get in front, you know, in front of a microphone and start talking about things. There have been some things like that in the past. But make no mistake, what he has done for the Packers organization, the entire district around Lambeau Field, and now hosting an NFL draft has been huge. He was also in the position when they won their last Super Bowl. So there is a lot that goes in Mark Murphy's favor here. And I, I think, you know, when you talk about the the sledding memes or the, the goofiness or things like that, I, I understand it. I get it. But at the same token, this is a huge win for the Packers. This, again, goes down on his legacy. It's something that they've been working on for an entirely long time. And it's something that he really, truly deserves credit for. And we talk about, you know, sort of the, the sledding hill and it get, you know, gets made fun of or joked you know, around or about at times. But that entire Titletown district has been a massive, massive success for Green Bay, the city of Green Bay, but certainly the Packers organization as well. I've specifically talked about in the past what cash on hand means for the Packers and what they're able to do with those huge signing bonuses. And when you are in a small, 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 small market, the, the smallest market in all of professional sports, you have to have ways that you make sure you are generating income and have that constant cash on hand. That wasn't always the case in Green Bay. And the Packers have found a way with the you know surrounding Titletown district and all the different unique things that they do now hosting an NFL draft and you know obviously the the allure of Lambeau Field. Yes, Green Bay is a vacation destination, Aaron Rodgers, because of the Green Bay freaking Packers. And all of that said, all of that is now something that like Mark Murphy deserves a ton of credit for not not everything not the brand a lot of this was you know the the new Lambo field and everything like that the atrium was in place before Mark certainly but the Titletown district and how Green Bay has become even more fiscally responsible and financially you know um, you know able to do a, a lot and have all that cash on hand that Mark Murphy deserves a lot of credit for that. And this is just another huge thing that is going to be something that, you know, is able to keep that cash on hand flowing for Green Bay. And this is, I'll say it one more time, just a massive, massive win for Mark Murphy, the Packers, the city of Green Bay, etc. And no, it's not just Mark Murphy. There are those in the Packers organization that have been working under Mark that have been working on this for a very long time. The city of Green Bay deserves a ton of credit as well because you know even like the across the street the the you know Rush Expo that has recently gone up that looks absolutely gorgeous is probably going to be a huge key in this as well uh, but you know just the the you know city of Green Bay tourism the additional hotels you know it, within that title town district you know you've got um, you obviously you've got hinterland the, the beautiful restaurant right across the street you've got the hotel right next door to it yeah, but more hotels have gone up in the in the Green Bay area like everything has come together in the city of Green Bay for the Packers organization and all of it together to come to this moment where Green Bay is actually able to hold 
a major, massive NFL event in Green Bay and keep it uh, and, and have it be this massive event for the fans. And that's something that can, you know, really, I, I think, show exactly what Green Bay is capable of as a city, as an organization. Like, hopefully, this opens up more doors for more events to be held in Green Bay down the road. Because make no mistake, Green Bay has two more years to even plan for this. They've been planning for this for a very long time. They will crush this event and it will be extremely, extremely well done. I have zero question about that whatsoever. Clearly, the NFL draft is huge. As mentioned, it is the second biggest event on the NFL calendar behind only the Super Bowl. Over 300 fans attended the NFL draft this past season. You remember the pictures when it was in Nashville, Tennessee, and the streets were just crammed and lined with people. It is huge. And like as somebody who does and, and this for a living and talks about the Packers in the NFL um, you know, every single day, I can tell you the draft is the peak. Like the, the the numbers during draft time on the audio podcast here on YouTube, everything spikes at an unreal level. Like hope springs eternal. Every NFL team, like your NFL team, whoever, you know, whatever NFL team you're a fan of, and certainly we'll see what happens with the Packers this year five, six weeks into the season, you might be done. You might be, you might have no more hope, but in the off season and when the draft hits, all 32 teams have hope. All 32 teams are excited to talk about who their team is going to get and acquire. And maybe they're going to get the next Patrick Mahomes or the next Aaron Rodgers or the next whomever that could alter and change the face of their organization entirely. So this is a huge event. Over 300,000 fans. Mark Murphy estimated about 94 million in economic impact for, you know, obviously the city of Green Bay and then the surrounding areas, the state of Wisconsin, whereas it's usually 15 million for a typical home game. So this is beyond huge, beyond massive, and deserves, uh, again, a lot of credit for the Packers, the city of Green Bay, Mark Murphy, the organization. But this is just exciting for fans and the city of Green Bay as a whole as well, uh, because this is going to be such a huge event and such a huge boon for the local economy. And I know, and the next thing we'll get into is, well, you know, Green Bay is just not set up for this. And there's a lot of logistical issues. And we can talk about, you know, all the different things that go into this. And we've had a lot of talk this offseason about leverage and about rebuilding and these, you know, keywords. And now infrastructure is the next biggest keyword. I'm so done with all of it. Like, this is a time to celebrate and be excited that the draft is being held in Green Bay. And the thing I will say, ultimately, if, if you just want to encapsulate of all the infrastructure concerns or the logistical concerns is that the NFL does nothing by accident. And if they didn't think that they could make the money that they need to make off of the NFL draft, if they didn't think that this could be an insanely successful event for them, they would not be holding it in Green Bay. As simple as that. The NFL does nothing by mistake. I mean, it makes mistakes, don't get me wrong, but it, it, it puts a lot of time, effort, and energy into deciding where these events take place and how they should go. And it is not a mistake that they chose Green Bay to host the NFL draft. And if they believe that the NFL draft in Green Bay can be successful, then nobody should have much doubt that the NFL draft in Green Bay can be successful because they do not do charity work. They are not in the business of just giving every NFL team like a equal opportunity. No, Green Bay is never going to see a Super Bowl. If in and there's you know there's maybe some logical weather you know arguments for that and maybe some logistical arguments for that as well, but if they didn't think that Green Bay was capable of holding the draft, like I said, it would not be in Green Bay. So the fact that Roger Goodell 
and the NFL have faith in Green Bay and the Packers organization, that should be all anyone needs to know because they, again, are not in the, the business of just charitable, like, hey, yeah, everyone should get a, a turn and everyone, like, like let's be let's be friendly in the sandbox. No, it's, it's about the bottom line. It's about dollars and cents. And if they think this makes dollars and cents, then we should listen to them and agree that, hey, Green Bay probably is going to crush this and do a very good job of hosting the NFL draft. So let's talk about some of those logistical issues, right? And I'll be the first to admit, I have stood on top of Aaron's Hill. If you're not familiar, it oversees the entire Titletown district. You can look right at Lambeau Field, et cetera. I've stood on top of that hill you know, over the past couple seasons as Green Bay was in the conversations for hosting a draft. And I've looked down and I've thought back to those Nashville streets packed with people. And I've thought to myself, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not quite sure Green Bay has in that area, that specific area of the Titletown district and around Lambeau. I'm not sure they quite have the capacity and, you know, some of the, the overall logistics to be able to host the NFL draft. I've stood up there and I've thought about it. And I've like, I'm thinking about how all of these people would be dispersed and it would be very, very crowded and thought and, you know, and things like that. At the end of the day, I think Green Bay is going to be spread out enough in that area. If you go all the way down to the Rush Center, the Rush Event Center, you know, maybe the you know, the, the Don Hudson Center is involved in this in some capacity. All the streets on Oneida and Lombardi, that entire Titletown district, the Lambeau Field Atrium, the Lambeau Field parking lots, Lambeau Field itself. I think if you sort of include all of that, I do think that there is enough space there to house and to host the NFL draft. Clearly, some of those streets are going to be, you know, you know, blocked off and roped off so that, you know, the entire event can take place down there. I do think it's going to be busy. But I do think it has the capacity because it is going to be just spread out enough. And I think there will be enough going on. If you're not familiar, the NFL has the NFL experience surrounding the draft, which is going to be held at one spot. When they did it in Vegas, they actually had two different draft stages at two very different locations. One was by the Bellagio and then one was, you know, well down the strip in a completely another direction. So they separated those two. I could see the NFL doing a very similar thing where they've got multiple stage locations so that fans can view all of those different stage locations. Um, they're going to have the, the main stage, clearly. They have a lot of time. There's concerts and events going on throughout the weekend. I think there's going to be enough going on all throughout that area so that it's not just this one crammed NFL draft stage with 100,000 fans a day crammed into that one single spot. So I do think they're going to be able to spread it out enough. The small airport in Green Bay, I can understand that. Austin Straubel, not a huge airport. That being said, there's another airport in Appleton, which I am sure will be heavily involved. That's not even 30 minutes away from the Lambeau Field area. So I'm sure that will be heavily involved. And even if you need to fly into Milwaukee, it is about you know less than a two-hour drive from Milwaukee into Green Bay from the Milwaukee airport. Milwaukee airport is far more than capable of handling this type of event. There's a couple smaller airports that you could theoretically fly into if you were maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, had a little bit more money, let's put it that way. Uh, Madison has an airport. I personally, when I fly out of Green Bay or when I travel, I should say, uh, I live in, Green, in the Green Bay area. When I travel, I almost exclusively fly out of either Milwaukee, Chicago, or Minneapolis. Chicago, I just flew out of when I went to uh, the Venice area. That's a three-hour drive up to Green Bay if you fly into Chicago. And usually the rates are a heck of a lot cheaper than if you would fly out of Green Bay, sometimes even Milwaukee. I've flown out of Minneapolis on multiple occasions because the flights were better. You get a better direct flight uh, and because the prices are a lot better. 
and the the travel from Minneapolis to Green Bay, it's basically like a like one stretch of highway the entire time. It's a, almost exactly a four hour drive in that way. Those aren't that bad of times. So the fact that you can fly into Minneapolis, four hour drive, the fact that you can fly into Chicago, three hour drive, the fact that you can fly into Milwaukee, hour and a half to two hour drive, depending on how, how fast you drive. Uh, the fact you can fly into Appleton, less than 30 minute drive. And the fact that you can fly into Green Bay, which is basically right there, it does give you a lot of options as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. I know people have brought up the hotels. I think the hotel situation will be fine. There'll be a ton of Airbnbs. People will put up their their houses and apartments for rent. I don't think it's going to be a major issue. I do think Green Bay has the ability to spread things out between the Rush Center, Titletown, Lambeau Field, and the entire Packers district. So I don't think it's going to be overly crowded. I do think there's going to be some crowded streets, but if you look at Nashville, go back and look at those pictures, everyone was crammed shoulder to shoulder. In Vegas, in the main area, everyone was crammed and packed in there, shoulder to shoulder. It just was what it was. It's a huge event, like a major concert, like a whatever it is. Like There's going to be people shoulder to shoulder. That just is what it is. This is a huge, huge event with a ton of people. That is the, that's what people go for, is that entire experience. And it is, yeah, it's going to be a little crammed, but so of all the other draft events that have taken place and all the other events of this sort of ilk, when you have this type of interest in an you know in an event like this 
you know, transportation, I do think that is going to be a little bit of an issue. I think the the, the streets, you know, I, I think getting down to the Town district, no matter how you get there, I think is going to be a bit of a logistical issue. Um, you know, there, there's not a, a great, you know, public transport system. There's no train that brings you to, to Lambeau Field. There's the, the busing system is okay at best. You know, there, there's, I'm sure going to be a lot of Uber drivers and I'm sure Green Bay will, will pump up the taxi system for that individual weekend. But if you did fly into a Minnesota, a Chicago, a Milwaukee, an Appleton, you know, just getting down to Green Bay could be a bit of an issue. So I think there's going to be some logistics to plan out there. And I think the big one is weather, right? The the Green Bay weather, if, if anyone's familiar, in, in late April, even going into early May, is a complete and total crapshoot. You might get gorgeous weather and you might get 60s and sunny. You might get snow and you could theoretically get a lot of snow. You're likely to get a lot of rain, you know, during that time frame. You just don't know exactly what you're going to get. So you could get snow, rain, you know, sunshine, you could get cold weather, you could get warm weather, and it's just a bit of a crapshoot. So hopefully it's 60 and sunny. If you look at the the weather, you know, it, this past season for the draft on Thursday it was 55 and sunny. On Saturday or on Friday it was 61 and sunny and on Saturday it was 46 with heavy rain. I think the NFL would sign up for that right now. If you said that in 2025, it was 55 and sunny on Thursday, 61 and sunny on Friday with 46 with rain on Saturday, I think you sign off on that immediately. And yeah, 46 and rainy in Green Bay uh, on a cold April day, not super ideal. That is cold, but you'll live with that if you get two other days and you don't get any crazy snow or anything like that. I do think that the big risk here is like if you would get a huge snowstorm and that's within the realm of possibility. Like late April has had some snowstorms in Green Bay in the past. If all of a sudden on Thursday or Friday, the draft, you end up with a foot of snow as everyone's trying to make their way in and Green Bay is trying to clear the streets and you've got this major event going on. That is a major issue. And I do think there is some level of risk with that. Now, it's not common during that time to get a ton of snow. The average temperature is usually more around the 60s. So it's not, again, it's not super, you know, likely that you get this snowstorm. It did snow, I think, on uh, early May this year in Green Bay. So you did get some snow, but it's not super, super likely. So there is some risk there that Green Bay could have some weather issues that would make this a not very fun event and could cause, like if you did get all of a sudden, you know, 8 to 10, 12 inches of snow, that would be a pretty big issue on that day to get rid of all of that and to try to make this still a crazy experience. At the same token, if there is a situation where Green Bay has some light snow coming down in the background on draft day, that's that's part of the allure and the charm of Green Bay, just like it is on game day when you see snow coming down. Like it's not going to be, it's not going to affect anything in any major way. Yes, you're going to have to bundle up just a little bit more. It's not a huge deal. Everything will still go off without a hitch and it'll be like, oh yeah, some nice little snow flurries coming down in Green Bay as a backdrop for the NFL draft. There's a better chance of it being pretty and quaint and yes, a little bit bitter and cold than it is of like a huge snowstorm that's going to actually like ruin the event in any major way. But there is some small level of risk that goes there. That is the one logistical issue that could cause a major logistical issue that could become a major concern if all of a sudden major snow would take place. Now, as far as like how that looks from an event standpoint, my guess is they have a stage indoors, either at maybe the Rush Event Center, maybe at the Rush Center itself, maybe inside the Titletown Atrium, maybe they do it in the middle of Lambeau Field, but it's like a, you know, it's like a staged off where there's a, you know, big, you know, they basically put like a, a ceiling on top of everything. So it's, it's in Lambeau Field, but it's again, very, 
you know, there's a roof on it, so it's not actually affecting the draft itself. There's a lot of different things that they could do, but I'm sure they're going to be prepared if there is rain, snow, etc. But I would assume that there's going to be some events outside, some events inside, and there's going to be a really good mix of everything going on. So even if there is a little bit of a weather issue, I don't think it's going to cause a major, major issue with the entire event itself. Again, unless there's a major, major snowstorm, which isn't super, super likely. And what I'll say is this. I personally don't think that Green Bay is perfectly set up to be the host of an NFL draft. I will give the haters and the doubters that. I don't think it's perfect. I think if you were to take all 32 NFL cities and say, you know, which ones are the ones that are perfect for to, to host an NFL draft, I don't think Green Bay's in that conversation. But you, you know the old quote, and I posted this on Twitter, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And in this case, I'll say, don't let perfect be the enemy of even maybe great or awesome or amazing. I think Green Bay is going to be incredible. I think people are going to recognize what this town is capable of. I think people are going to recognize how awesome a job that the Packers and Green Bay did at hosting the event. And I think Green Bay will get its flowers after the fact for hosting an incredible NFL draft. And will there be a couple logistical issues here and there? Will the weather maybe be a little bit colder than maybe some people would like? Sure. I think that will ultimately end up being the case, but I don't think it will cause any major issues. And like I said, I think Green Bay will do an incredible, amazing job of hosting this event. And don't let perfection get in the way of that. It's not 1A on the list. It just isn't. And that's okay. But I think when this is all said and done, everyone's going to look back and be like, oh yeah, that was awesome. Green Bay did a phenomenal job and they deserve to host events like this in the future. The people of Green Bay and the passion of their fans is going to be on full display. The city of Green Bay is pretty gosh darn remarkable, especially when you figure in that this is a 100,000 person town that hosts an NFL franchise. All the things that it gets its flowers for on every NFL Sunday for being this such a, such an amazing experience. I think Green Bay is going to get that same thing on draft weekend. And listen, if they can host a game in December, January in Green Bay, they can host an NFL draft in April, I promise you. And I will say as well, this has been planned for years. This has been planned for years. And now Green Bay and the Packers have two more years of planning still ahead of them for this event. They will be more than ready. And I think the other thing too is you might say, well, like, like Green Bay's not able to, you know, maybe host all of this. The surrounding areas in Green Bay are awesome too. If you need to stay in Appleton, Appleton's great. Appleton's a really great city. And there's a lot of cool stuff to do in Appleton as well. If you want to stay up north in Door County, that's really cool. Like you could do, like you could even do like Upper Michigan. Like you could do so many different cool things if you wanted to stay in like a surrounding area of Green Bay and just, you know, come up uh, an hour or, you know, half an hour, whatever it is. There's a ton of really cool areas surrounding Green Bay. And I think people are going to find that out as well. The other thing is like, people are like, oh man, I don't know if Green Bay can host something like this. The EAA is in Oshkosh every single year, which I think has like 700,000 people that come through the course of a week for the, the huge air event that they host. That's in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, which I went to school in Oshkosh. So I love Oshkosh. I have nothing against Oshkosh. But if Oshkosh can host the EAA for a week, I promise you the Green Bay area can hold the draft for three days. The EAA is massive. And if Oshkosh can handle that, Green Bay is going to be able to handle the NFL draft just fine. And I think this is going to be one huge party. I think there's going to be Packer meetups everywhere. There will be a Pack-A-Day podcast meetup as well. I can promise you that. So set your calendars already. There will be something during the course of the week for the NFL draft that we host at a, an event center or something. We'll figure something out. 
There's plenty to do in, in Green Bay, even in late April. I will do an episode at sometimes for all the things to do and see in Green Bay. I've done one for training camp. I will do one prior to the draft as well, but there's plenty of things to do. And I think everyone's going to look back and say that this was an amazing draft for Green Bay. So all the haters, the logistics, the infrastructure, I promise you, come to Green Bay. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a ton of fun. Enjoy the experience. Join the party, join the passion of the Packers and their fans, because this is going to be an event like no other, and it will go down in Green Bay history. And I think in NFL history is one of the cooler events that's ever taken place on the NFL calendar. As far as what it could look like, I think you could have, as I mentioned, I've, I've kind of mentioned these little snippets throughout the course of this episode, but I think you probably end up with some sort of stage and like maybe the the main Daniel Jeremiah. If, if I were them, here's how I would do it. I would do the NFL Network stage at one spot. Maybe that's in like maybe that's in the Lambeau Field itself. Like maybe the NFL Network with Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah and everyone is actually in Lambeau Field. You know, maybe you do another stage in the like actual atrium of Lambeau Field. So maybe that's the ESPN, the Mel Kiper, you know, etc. Maybe you do something like that. But I think those could be separate. Remember, in the past, uh, like the NFL Network has actually two stages. So I think maybe you have another stage that's over in like the Rush Expo area or maybe at the Rush Center itself. And maybe you've got something going on over there. I think you bring in some, you know, cool celebrities to do some, you know, potential picks at different spots throughout the area so that there's different cool things to see. I think you've got a a concert venue probably outside of Lambeau Field in the, the big parking lot area. The NFL experience probably going on in the, the Lambeau Field parking lot and over in the Titletown District. Titletown District has a lot going on in and of itself. I think this is going to be a just a really cool spread out area of events where you're going to be able to go and see everything the, that there is to see that the NFL hosts during this time frame. Like I said, I think it's going to be a really, really fun experience, but I think it'll be spread out Lambeau Field, Lambeau Field Atrium, Titletown District, Rush Center, Rex Expo, maybe even the Don Hudson Center hosts something, who knows, but there's a lot of different ways that Green Bay can spread this out and make it a very cool event. Now, all of that being said, what I will say I have been to the NFL draft as a fan in Vegas, just not this last draft, but the previous draft. The NFL draft itself, I will warn you and I will tell you, in my opinion, is not set up to be a great in-person experience. Think of it this way. Now, maybe you just turn your phone off and maybe you just want to, you know, maybe you want to go for the first round and just hear the events, the, the, the picks live. But for the hardcore fans, and most of you listening to a 365 day a year Packer podcast are going to fall in that category of hardcore fans. You want to know the pick as soon as possible, and you want to know exactly what's going on at all times. So your phone is going to be like three picks ahead of what's actually happening on the stage in front of you. So you know the picks ahead of time. And again, you could turn your phone off if you wanted to just be there for the experience. That's certainly within the realm of possibility. But you know well ahead of time what's going on. Everything's happening in real time on your phone. And you're standing in just a group of like thousands and thousands of people to wait for a card to be brought up to the stage so they can read off who was picked by each team. And you're not hearing any analysis. You're not hearing Daniel Jeremiah or Mel Kuyper. You're just standing there in a crowd of people talking to your friends, maybe drinking a few beers or sodas, whatever you're drinking, but you're just waiting there, you know, like 10 minutes between each pick and everything else, like everything's happened already. So if you're getting alerts on your phone, like your phone is going to be on like pick seven and the the stage in front of you is still going to be at pick two or three. So it's not super conducive. That being said, all of everything else, the NFL coming to town, the NFL experience, the concerts, all of that, and just seeing everything and seeing all the fans and the energy and the excitement, that's all worth it. 
And I like I personally recommend go go to like some of it. Go to you know go go down and see the 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 picks being selected for a little bit because it's a cool experience just to see. But go to everything else. Go there during the day on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and see everything being set up and all the fans down there and all the energy and excitement. And then for the draft itself, I don't know, either, you know, go to a bar and, and watch with some friends and you still have your phone or something. And but like I don't if you just want to stand out there in Green Bay or wherever wherever it's held. I don't care if it's in Vegas, I don't care if it's in Nashville, it doesn't matter. But just to hear a, a name right off every 10 minutes, it's not quite as cool as it may sound you know, on, you know, when you're thinking about it or whatever. But even that being said, the entire experience itself is cool. And like I said, I think the event is going to be amazing in Green Bay and I cannot, cannot wait for it. And all of the stuff surrounding the draft, the concerts, the events, the NFL experience, all of it will be beyond amazing. For me, this is a dream come true. The Packers holding a draft in my backyard, the coolest thing I could possibly imagine. So excited to be talking about this and can't wait for it actually to come to fruition. As mentioned, we will definitely do an event for the Packaday podcast and all the Packaday podcast hosts and big fan meetup and everything like that. So that'll be super fun. My official predictions for the draft, the city of Green Bay and the Packers will absolutely crush it. The fans will love the overall experience. Green Bay will come off better than ever by hosting this event and showing exactly what they're capable of. This will go down as a huge legacy moment for Mark Murphy and the Green Bay Packers. And I think this will ultimately lead to other events being held in Green Bay in the future. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's not NFL. Maybe that's other huge events that notice, oh, the NFL can hold a draft there. Green Bay is capable of a lot more. Maybe Green Bay holds the NFL Combine at some point. I think that's within the realm of possibility. Probably never a Super Bowl, but another draft, maybe. An NFL Combine, sure. I think that's within the realm of possibility. So hopefully this leads to other events being held in Green Bay in the future as well. And I think it ultimately will. This is going to be awesome. That does it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. 